upon. So we got to guard that heart, guard that mind, and think upon the things that are lovely and true and just. Okay, so with no further ado, I'm going to go ahead and hand the rest of the service over to Pastor this morning. Amen. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kim. And I think we got to get um, Kim to uh, deliver the word one of these Sundays, maybe next Sunday. Would you all agree? I'm sure everybody's saying yes. We've been waiting for that a long time, right? Uh, well, yes. Well, I just just to let y'all know, it's not exactly me. That's actually holding her back. I was like um, asking her from a while back, and you know, seemed as she was not ready. So, but you know, based on what she's sharing now, I think she's ready. Right? And God will give her the grace to do what he has called her to do, like he's given us all the grace to do what he has called us to do. Amen. Awesome. So you know, one of, that's how we are going to be in this ministry. We really want people to, um, everybody to express what God has put inside of them. We're not, um, we're just going to allow that to happen. <clears throat> but anyways, well, praise God for this morning. I'm particularly excited about, about this morning. I hope my voice can last. I've been doing a lot of uh, talking for the last uh, three days. So God is going to give me the, um, you know, strength to, um, and the wisdom to communicate that which he wants to, like that which he wants to communicate this morning. Yeah, so let's uh, dive into this, um, this revelation. Let's call it a revelation this morning. And I'm sure, regardless of what you think about the resur resurrection of Jesus Christ, none of us have it together comprehensively. You know, there are so many things that happen on that day. But, and we have um, pieces of it. And each and every time we come before the Lord, He reveal another dimension of what He truly did for us. We're gonna get into the Word um, today, and God is going to um, just invoke, um, you know, the consciousness that we're supposed to walk in when this revelation has hit our hearts and our minds. The consciousness and um, not to be negative but I know sometimes we don't see it around us enough right well if you are if you're not seeing the resurrection power working through the believers around you then maybe God is actually saying to you that you're the one that um, is gonna you know come up to that level so that power will come through and then they can see it and then they can see wow we're missing an element of the, of, um, the walk with the Lord as most people camp out at the um, at the cross, you know, they stop at Friday when Jesus was buried, and we know there was a lot of mourning and there was a, a lot of um, you know tears on that day. Right? Whenever, whenever we talk about the resurrection, we have, we also have to talk about the cross because they go hand in hand. Maybe we should have done a lesson on Friday, which we didn't do. But you guys um, know, you know, but we're not going to camp out at the cross. We praise God and we constantly thank him for the cross and what he did for us <clears throat> at the cross on that fateful day. But I tell you something this morning here. I, when I read the Bible on the third day, I noticed something eh? that on the third day that everybody that came into the knowledge that he was resurrected they started running there's something about the, the, the uh, about the resurrection that makes man think that they're horses like you know you just want to run and do that no wonder we were confused when we went to church and there was not a, a level of excitement i'm saying these people camp out at the cross what about the resurrection that's what the the first song by jeremy camp was talking about resurrection power we're going to talk about that this morning and, um, and how to walk in that power from scripture. You're gonna be convinced that much more because the word of God and the anointing of the spirit is gonna give you the revelation, a greater revelation and understanding of that this morning. So I can, I can say in advance that we are receiving, all of us are gonna receive this morning. Come with a, um, with a mentality to receive the supernatural this morning. The supernatural don't open your your hands unless you're worshiping god expecting something necessarily tangible come and understand that god is going to deposit something inside of your spirit when god de deposits something inside of your spirit you know when someone hands you a, a dollar bill you know you have something but when god de deposits something inside of your spirit and he didn't give you anything material 
but the effects of that uh, deposit you feel. You know you can take this impartation and produce something tangible with it. Isn't that exciting? Huh? This is what this is the difference between us and the world. <clears throat> in uh, other religions, one thing they know in, uh, in other religions is that you know they're not exactly camping around and waiting for um, Allah and Buddha to get up out of the grave. You know, I think they're they're pretty settled that they're dead. They, they worship them in a religious sense, but there ain't no, um, no resurrection. That's the thing that differentiates between Christianity and all of the other religious uh, religion and the religious activities that are associated with their religion. There's no interaction between them and God. Yeah, I mean, if you're in witchcraft, then you interact with demons. But those who are in, um, and I guess all other religions to a certain extent, they do interact with demons. It's, um, it's a fact. You know, we are deception, right? They're deceived, they just don't know. But this is why the Bible gives so many accounts of the weaknesses that saw Jesus Christ. Let's touch the first scripture here. <clears throat> and let's go to Luke, um, Luke 4, 24 and verses uh, 45. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would indeed open our eyes this morning, quicken us in the spirit that we may truly understand, that we might hear and understand this morning. So St. Luke 24 and verses 45. says, Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the, script, the scriptures. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. So the scriptures are not opened up to you because you read it with your mind. You really, we really need the Holy Spirit so that he can bring us he can quicken our understanding and bring us true revelation because when you get the true revelation of the resurrection of jesus christ you know what you do you're gonna start running through something i once saw this lady went into church and i don't know what the lord did but she was she took her shoe off and she was running around and around and around the church and i get i bet you that many people were wondering what is what is happening with her carnal people man you know fleshy people are wondering when the fire of god is hitting the woman and propelling her around around the church and they're going what's wrong with her some people wondering why i'm bobbing and weaving uh, uh, like this some of the time or why i'm why i'm going down hello when that when that um fire come down through the cosmos and hit my head i can't i can't keep my head steady like that this thing is real this spirit life that we're talking about is an interaction between the spirit jesus in so much of that in the, the bible said in him dwell the fullness of the godhead bodily in such uh dimension that he actually transfigured before his disciples he went and he said come and he transfigured into his um new body right before them so that that spiritual thing that we're talking about when you get to certain levels uh, and i know uh, by the grace of god he's going to take me to certain levels where we're going to be interacting with angels we ain't camping out we're going deep by the grace of God because he's, he's inviting us to come into that dimension. So we're going to trust the Holy Spirit to do that um, this morning. <clears throat> Anybody who wants more, God is going to give you more this morning. Let's go to John 2, <clears throat> 19 to uh, 22. <clears throat> John 2, 19 to 22. Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. See, verses, verses um, uh, 21, he said, But he spake of the temple of his body. So Jesus began, began to speak about this that was going to come to pass way before it did. You know, and we see verses um, 20, Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and will thou rear it up in three days? That's what happened when you're not quickened in the spirit. <clears throat> and if they had received Jesus and believed him about being the Messiah, you know, he could have done that for them. But they shut the, the door of the supernatural for the intelligence of men and for the natural world. So they never uh, got that um, understanding. Look also at Matthew 16. Matthew 16 uh, and verses uh, 21. 
From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples all that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. So Jesus, one thing, he laid that out, what he was going to do <clears throat> with clarity. Because you know, people will make up all different kinds of stories. Let's go now to Matthew uh, 28 and we'll read 5 and 10. Matthew 28, 5 and 10. 5 to 10, I should say. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not, ye, for I know that ye see Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Come see the place where the Lord lay. And you see verse 7, you see what it says here? And go quickly, go quickly. Hello, energy, movement. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And uh, verses 8, and they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy. See this? And they, this is this less when the news of the resurrected Christ hit you. It is supposed to um, propel you into movement. And they part, departed quickly as they were instructed from the sepulchre with fear and great joy. Yeah, a little bit of fear is there. You're thinking, what is this? What This is not um, something tangible. How is he resurrected from the dead? That was not something that was common then. There was a little bit of fear and joy because their Lord was up. Because Jesus rose up. I, no, I love in the book of Acts, I love all these people, uh, the believers back then, oh, they appreciated, my God, oh, they appreciated what the Lord did. And I love the energy and the togetherness and the family um, aspect of it that they had as believers in Jesus Christ. And I believe we need to go back to that and begin now to take on that same spirit of togetherness and excitement. Right? And let it last. Not on a not, you know, every now and then we have something uh going on at church that brings us together like that. But you know, these people actually opened up their homes, whatever they did, they actually did it together. Verses 9, and they went to tell his disciples, Behold, and as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid, go tell my brethren, and they go, that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. It's all about spreading the word. It's all about um, spreading the word, telling someone about Jesus Christ. I thank the Lord. Yesterday he gave me that opportunity. Um, and the day before, to tell, to, you know, every, you, you know, it's not that we're 2,000 years removed from this. So somehow the news is no longer relevant like it was then. And that's the kind of mentality that we have, that we have heard something so much. It becomes, we treat it without the value that it truly deserves. And you see, we, we shouldn't be doing that. This morning here is a reminder. And with this reminder, with this word, is going to come the energy of God. Because, you know, your body, the flesh, is weak but the spirit is always willing and ready that's why we have to put the body under and let the, the the spirit thrust us forward so this power is designed by god to constantly move through us the only thing we need to do is have faith faith that is constant faith that uh we call on in any situation, any circumstances, rather than run to carnal means. That's how it's designed. I um, I desired of the Lord a number of years ago because I realized my faith was not constant. And I desired of the Lord that he would give me the ability to have faith 24-7. And I actually was listening to this worship leader and he actually said something to that level. And I came into agreement with what he said and i said lord that's where i want to go i don't want to be like the stock market and i believe the lord actually did that for me i believe the lord actually you know gave me that ability to be to run like elijah was 
running before the chariots of hell. So run and keep running. Running until you run off of the globe. Until I run off of the earth and run into heaven. One motion. That, that, that continuity. If we get rid of the, um, the in-betweens and have consistency with God, we're going to accomplish great things, great things. And, you know, as you hear this word this morning, hello, you're getting an impartation. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. As you hear these words, you're getting a quickening. You're getting an empowerment. You're getting a grace to do exactly what the word is saying. These are not idle words. Praise God. Let's go to Isaiah 53 and verses uh, 6. Isaiah 53 and verses 6. You know, when I go to church, I don't know. Or when I'm listening to any anointed person or reading their book, I don't know. I, I, you know, that woman, I, I use this woman that touched the hem of Jesus' garment and got her healing a lot. I use the same technology that she used. Eh? Because she was the only one, even though Jesus was in a crowd, but their mindset was not right. Or else they would have been receiving from him. And I'm sure they had issues that they, um, you know, they, that the Lord could have dealt with. But that woman touched with an expectation. That woman had hunger. Well, you know, when I come before the Lord, let me tell you, every single time I'm, I'm taking something. I don't go to church and, uh, and I'm looking at the people. I'm, you know, I look, I look and I say, I wonder if that one is getting. And I'm taking out even their shares I'm taking. Because, I'm, you know, some people take extra food. You know, physical food. I'm going for the spiritual food. I'm going to take many of the mantles that they left, people left and didn't take. We, I said, Lord, I know there are thousands of people that didn't answer their calling. Just develop me enough and then give me their mantles too. Hunger, thirst, desire. That is what's happening this morning. So as you listen, don't, don't think that you're only hearing. No, you're actually receiving this morning in a big way and you're going to walk in this dimension of the resurrection power of the risen christ in the now in the now in the now isaiah 53 and verses 6 why did jesus go to the cross he says all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way and the lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all the iniquity of us all was laid on jesus christ that is uh, amazing. So, you know, Jesus suffered three deaths on our behalf. Three deaths on our behalf. Everything was laid on Christ. It's important that we understand this and know this. The first death is the physical death. The physical death. Let's look at the, the biblical example of this, word of this. Luke 23, 46. Luke 23 and verses 46. The physical death of Jesus Christ. Jesus was innocent. How is it that he came to this position? Being an innocent man. Because all of the sins of humanity was laid on him. And he suffered a physical death. And when Jesus had cried... With a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. He gave up the ghost. So Jesus died not because of anything that he did. This is why we need to be grateful and thankful and reverential to the Lord Jesus Christ for what he did. A lot of people misunderstand this. You know, thinking that they did not break any laws. They're talking about the laws of men. We're not talking about the laws of men. You break the laws of men, they incarcerate you. You break the laws of men. I mean, they even have kept up punishment in some countries. But that's just having to do with your physical body. But we are talking about here, about the spiritual aspect of our being. Jesus went up to that cross and paid and took on that. A second uh, death that Jesus took on for us, spiritual death. He was separated from God. Like we were separated from God in that dimension. 
the Holy Spirit left him. Let's go to Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59 and verses uh, 2. We look to the Word of God because it really gives us the understanding. That way we don't just we go we don't go from opinions and our own thoughts. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his faith his face from you, that he will not hear you. See that? So the sin actually separated man from God, and it's still doing that at different levels. That is why it's so important that we deal with those things when we truly begin to walk with God, that we become obedient to his word. Another death that Jesus, which is this one, we don't often hear this in church, right? This a lot is left out of it. But the second death, the second death, Jesus took on three deaths on our behalf. The second death, because we were destined, right? To be resurrected to be to condemnation to go to hell so to speak if jesus did not interject himself that is a debt that would come to us let's look at this um in the book of uh, matthew matthew 12 and verses 40. we're gonna look at a few scriptures here uh matthew 12 and verses 40 so we can have scriptural truth to everything that we're actually speaking about this morning this is the, the words of Jesus Christ. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, okay, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. In the heart of the earth. So the idea that Jesus' body was in his in a tomb, and that was it, it's not the whole um, truth. There is more information there. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So Jesus went to Hades, our shoal. I mean, sometimes we, we uh, mix it up because we say he went to hell. I mean, a, a lot of people reference hell to the lake of fire, which is at the end. But that is a place that will, um, that is not where people go now that goes to hell they go under the belly of the earth to a place that is called Hades or Shoal where they are tormented by the demons Jesus went to that place unbelievable if we think that the cross was all that there was that happened to Jesus we have no clue what the Lord really did for us after today we really are going to truly appreciate a little bit more what the Lord Jesus Christ did in those three days, the, the, the pain and the brutality, the horror of what he actually went through, which was not just physical, but he went down into the belly of the earth and paid the price down there. Another scripture that speaks of this is Psalm 16, Psalm 16, 9 and 10. It says, therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope, for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. We know that the body of Jesus Christ did not decay, for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Talking about uh, the Lord here. You know, he had to do this for our redemption. You see why the Lord is not asking us to do anything? You see why we really, truly should walk, live a life of obedience? Because not only did he take that cross and was nailed onto it, but also the horrors to think about for a moment. Who would do this? Who in their right mind would go through that torture? God came and bailed us out. You see, you see the love we need to consider that this morning. That's why when the Bible says, offer your body a living sacrifice, and this is your reasonable service, we ought to say yes. We ought to put our bodies under and live unto God. Because Jesus totally <clears throat> committed himself to all that he needed to do for us. Psalm 71 
another scripture, Psalm 71 and verses uh, 20. It says, Thou which has showed me great and sore troubles shall quicken me again and bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Talking about Jesus Christ and what he was dealing with on our behalf. Let's look at the last scripture on this, on the second day here. Revelations, Revelations 20. This will give us a, a true depiction of what really, where we were headed. This is not something that we're going to take lightly. We're going into the word of the Lord. Revelations 20. Let's read from 11 to uh, 15. This is, and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. That's talking about the great white throne judgment. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of these things which were written in the book according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which was in it and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. Imagine every person that died is going to be resurrected for this great white throne judgment. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Jesus paid the price that we believers, the ones who receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, repent and come to him. We can have our names written in this book of life and that will never be our future. That will not apply to us. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. In going down into the belly of the earth, that is what Jesus Christ accomplished on our behalf, that we would not go there. He paid it a heavy, heavy price. So that is why we cannot manipulate God because he has suffered in ways that we have never suffered, irregardless of what we're actually talking about in terms of the things that we have been through. Jesus went through all of that and he did not deserve it. That is the, um, the thing about it. You know, he did not deserve what he paid for. This is why when the Lord talked to us about forgiveness, you know, someone might say that this person hurt me and I will not forgive them. And then the Lord is actually telling you to forgive that person. We ought to listen to the Lord, right? Because he never really held any grudges against going to that cross, being nailed to that cross, innocently, innocently. All of that was done on our behalf. And the resurrection of Jesus, let's go to 1 Peter. 1 Peter 3 and verses 18. For Christ also had once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, my Lord, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. For Christ also had once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust. He took it for us, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. And he has quickened our spirit man now that we are activated like we spoke about last week. It's as if we're, we, are, we are indeed, from a spiritual perspective, back in the Garden of Eden. It's just that we are in this material world and we must now put this body under and learn how to live out of our spirit. Live out of our spirit. Truly put the body under. The, 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 we talk about resurrection power. But in talking about resurrection power, we are not going to ignore putting our body under. And just think that this power 
is going to flow through us. Jesus' resurrection really did accomplish some things for us. Let's look at a few things. Restored us to communion with the Father. 2 Corinthians 5.18 Re Restored us to communion with the Father. 2 Corinthians 5 and verses 18 And it says, and all things are of God, who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Amazing. And had given us the ministry of reconciliation. This here is powerful. He had not only reconciled us, but he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. This is why we talk about being hungry for souls and dedicate every ounce of our existence to this ministry of reconciliation. Because as we read that, um scripture in revelation you know and it talks about understand it's actually talking about people like you and i that whoever's name was not found written in the book was cast into the lake of fire you see now that now is supposed to break our hearts that now is really supposed to be the thing that you know you and i are the ones that god has given this ministry of reconciliation and if we allow the life force of heaven to flow through us more names will be written in the book of life that is why we are here it is it is from that um in that context that you can pray and have amazingly amazing answered prayers people are we cannot answer just prayers for personal needs we have to be busy in the ministry of reconciliation busy building the church that jesus christ said that he would because we are a part of that church so as we talk about this um this morning we praise the Lord that we are here. What an amazing thing. But you know, one of the things like Adriano always talks about uh, this. Every uh, I hear him say that a lot, but he talks about the love that God has put inside of our heart. He has placed the love inside of our heart. We were not on our own. We are very selfish. But God has shed his love inside of us that we now begin to be concerned about everything that is around us, every person that is around us. And that that's you no know, would propel us to you know be activated to reach the lost. That more names that that we would we need to bring down the numbers of those people. It I it's very um, unsettling to think that people that you and I exchanged met had friendships with. Sometimes we even had meals with them, and they are not going to be counted among those that are going to heaven, right? And we are around those tables with them sometime and we are like, you know, if I bring up Jesus, they're going to be upset. We have been given this ministry of reconciliation and we need to do it. Uh, it returned us to eternity in the presence of God. Jesus Christ returned us to eternity in the presence of God. Revelations 21. Revelations 21 and we'll read 1 to 3. Amazingly, this is what the scripture says, talking about the new Jerusalem. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Oh my God. And I, and I John, saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. If that don't get you excited, we need to check your pulse this morning. Verses 3. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and, and God himself shall, shall be with them, and be their God. My Father and my Lord. Is we when the Bible talks about joy, unspeakable joy. I'm feeling that joy right now. To think that I, I um, by the grace and the mercy of God, you know, this revelation hit my ear before I before I took off on uh, off of this earth. Huh? Activation this morning. We God is giving us an invitation to open the floodgates that others might come in. The supernatural power of. God that worked in the book of Acts 
is for today, 2021. When we get the revelation of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we get activated in that. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 16. I'm trying to um, trim out uh, sometimes when I do my lessons, they sometimes it seems as if they end up being long. So in between, I'm actually trying to trim out a little bit of um, based on the time factor. But I hope we'll uh, get most of the, the main things that we want to talk about this morning. 2 Corinthians 5 and verses uh, 16. Look at this, what it says here. It says, Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Sometimes we don't even know what this is. Think about this. And this is not a, this is not something that is dif difficult to understand. But, but you, you, this is what it says. It needs to come by revelation here. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. I mean, pretty much every time we, we know we meet a person, we shake their hands. Well, maybe not in COVID time. So wherever you are, greet them, you greet them. And, um, you know, we exchange information and knowledge with each other but we don't know who that person is if we're christians and that's all we do you then you're not in the essence of who you're supposed to be spiritually and you can be deluded very quickly everything that everybody told me i go and ask god when i came down to london here one guy came into um you know we invited uh, these nice people home and they, we had um dinner with them but you know the guy began to talk in a prophetic way and i and i was listening and i said well you never know maybe the lord is giving him some instructions for me and he was giving us some real instructions he had seen that we were calling to ministry but you know i didn't like what i was hearing from him it didn't add up with uh, what the lord had spoken to me before so you know i i kind of let it go and i listened to him but when i got to my bed i just closed my eyes and i said um i prayed and i said lord did you give that gentleman a word for me? And I saw, I had a vision, a strong vision of a smoke without fire. And I go, I went to bed. I said, forget about that. That God was not speaking to that guy. And, and every time, if anybody give me anything, you know, I don't really pray, quite frankly, I know a lot of you people like pray for uh, fast and pray for a lot sometimes. And I, I don't necessarily do that because the Lord don't ask me to do it. But when I pray, when I go, if I pray for 15 minutes, most of the time the Lord tells me what I need to hear. That's not to say that I don't fast and pray for, for longer periods. But, you know, I stay in a state of spiritual awareness all the time. I try to, by the grace of God. And that's why I don't need to um, necessarily fast um, or do certain things because I, I ask the Lord for this position that would keep me there 24-7. So if I'm there 24-7, then I don't have to, um, I make myself available for to hear uh, walking with the lord each and every moment of every day and therefore I, re I hear between myself and kim many times i don't know you know the lord talked to us like really really quick and when you walk i'm saying this to say that when you walk in that relationship with uh, god uh, all the time it's very easy for you to hear his voice and we're not exactly watching uh, movies we're not exactly taking spending a lot of time in the world so many of those things don't captivate our minds and it's easy to hear God's voice and another thing we're walking in obedience as much as we can tell we're walking in obedience that's the biggest um one of the biggest reasons why we hear God's voice is because we walk in obedience anything the Lord tells us to do we do it we don't I don't care if I like it I do it I just say Lord what is it that you want me to do and I go ahead and do it right and when you do that you'll hear from God like very quickly you won't have to go on all of these you don't have to torture yourself so to speak but you do fast and you do pray and you do read the word and i try to do that as much as possible but wherefore henceforth know ye no man after the flesh yea though we have known christ after the flesh yet now henceforth know him no more jesus christ is risen in a spiritual sense we are not gonna see him come and knock on our door but we we hear obviously the ministry of the holy spirit is what enables us to hear and relate with God and for us to really walk in this resurrection power we have to be connected with God spiritually we have to know spend time developing that relationship with the Lord so here in uh, we don't want to 
look resurrection Sunday. We don't want to do a historical um, thing. Like how the churches conventionally look at, um, you know, the resurrection of Jesus Christ in a historical sense. But they don't receive it on, in the now, the activation for the now. And that's what we're dealing with now. So that we can move forward with this power that moved in the early apostles, moving through us now. Because what is it going to take to save the lost? If we only go and speak to them, let's look at the um, look at look at let's go to Acts Acts four and verses thirty three because this scripture really speaks um, volume about what is supposed to happen after we come into the the revelation of the resurrection of Jesus Christ Acts four and verses uh, thirty three. Listen to what it says here, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon all them them all and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all isn't that amazing great power that God was confirming what they were speaking God was saying these indeed are my sons and my daughters. My spirit doth rest in, in them and on them. And here, boom, fire. Miracles were happening. They, 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 when they um, heard the news that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, they, those people were mad that day. Some of them, obviously there was a, a bit of unbelief. While they, in the meantime, they were hoping that it was real. And they when they truly you know, many of them actually saw him. The disciples saw him. They were now emboldened. They were running before, but they were strengthened and energized. And the spirit inside of them just took off. Once they received that upper room experience, the spirit inside of them took off and overrode the, the flesh and the soul. And the power of God flowed through them. We're not seeing a lot of that today. We are not seeing a lot of that, and we, and especially in Canada, right? Canada is not known as a, an aggressive country. We need to, uh, you know, from a spiritual perspective, obviously we don't care about the other depiction of Canada as just being mild, but from a spiritual perspective, we need fire. We need men and women of God that's walking in this dimension of power. We don't need to like constantly import preachers from the US as if the anointing of God is only over there. So those uh, people that we call to our churches and so forth to preach, and that's good. The Lord actually does that. But what about us? And what about now? Are we going to come up to the level? It's very evident that not every church comes up to this level. Very few of them. That you have to differentiate yourself. That's why we've been teaching so many lessons. Because this is how you differentiate yourself, by coming into the understanding that will allow that power to flow through you. Because obviously the Lord, it's very... Uh, God will never change his word nor his ways. The Lord does not answer um, by emotions or by, because somebody's crying. That's not what moved God. Anna tried that with the Lord when she was trying to get pregnant and it didn't work. She had to, you know, God helped her to come to a conclusion that, listen, tell me what you're going to do with the child. Are you going to raise a rebel? The answer is no. But she decided to give um, give him back to the Lord. And look at how Samuel came into being. And the same thing today. Or else time will, um, we will run out of time playing games. And I'm, I'm not doing that. So um, the honesty, the honesty has to be there in your relationship with God and your obedience. That has to be constructed before you're going to come into these breakthrough that we're talking about before you're going to see this resurrection power or else you're like i said it'll be great to read it in books and see it on the tv so are we dealing the, 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 let me pose that question are we dealing with those issues that are in our life that the lord doesn't want to be there anymore are we truly dealing with them we have the time now to do it we're hearing the the word of God. 
you know, as we talk about in the book of Acts, even with that level of power that was being demonstrated, not everyone received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and that dispensation has far gone. What will happen today when all of us are no longer here on the earth? When, when we are here and we are 20, 30 years old, it seems as if we're going to live forever. Tomorrow's promise for no, to no man. So you have to, it's not by age. Not everyone is um, privileged. So once I got this information and this knowledge by the grace of God, I'm like, let me, um, let me get myself ready just in case I'm not one of them that was going to live late long. Some people out there playing uh, what we call Russian roulette with um, with their salvation, and actually worse. First Corinthians 15 and verses 17. Jesus came out of that grave on that on that day. First Corinthians 15 and verses 17. It says here, and if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain, and ye are yet in your sins. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain, and ye are yet in your sins. The resurrection of Jesus Christ was a pivotal thing that had to happen. Or else, all of what we preach would be in vain. And this is what um, Paul is actually adhering to right here. Let's go to Romans 10. Romans 10, 9 and 10. And this here are powerful scriptures that I use all the time. Powerful scriptures that I quote to, to folks all the time. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved if you believe in the resurrection. The resurrect, the be believing in the resurrection is the thing that actually... Uh, brings you into obedience that's an invitation once you believe this to begin now to to uh, repent and believe and conform for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation we're not going to look in the at the resurrection of jesus christ in a historical context only or just to go over it intellectually and then we want to also are we going to look at a parameter that is actually relevant to this resurrection power not only flowing through jesus or other christian that you know but actually flowing through you the ministry of the miraculous came to us through the resurrection of jesus christ let's go next scripture romans 5:17 Romans 5 and verse 17 I know sometimes I'm, I'm a little bit quick also just so you know on the website we record all of these um, sermons and we put them on the website so if you want, ever wanted to go on there and listen to them uh, it's there for you Romans 5:17 for if by one man's offense death reigned by one much more they which received abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ for if by one's one man's offense that reigned by one talking about Adam and we spoke about the second Adam last week much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness the gift of righteousness given to us by Jesus Christ, not something that we can earn, shall reign in life by one, Christ Jesus. What peace this message brings to our hearts and brings to our minds. The peace that surpasses all understanding. What wisdom, what counsel comes from the Holy Spirit. Truly, when a man finds Jesus Christ, he can stop the striving and the stressing and just literally breathe that reality lives within the christian mark 16 20 
Mark 16 and verses uh, 20. Thank you, Jesus, for your word this morning, oh Lord. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. <clears throat> when this resurrection power begin to flow through you and I, the people that, you know, there are people that we know, they're looking for the evidence of what we're actually saying. It's not that they, they don't, they wouldn't believe. But what we're bringing, the argument that we're taking to them lacks power. Why? That's the next part we're going to deal with. And then I'll, I'll wrap it up very um, early this morning. Let's go to, how does this happen? Really quick. It's a simple, very, very simple way, simple revelation of how this happened. Let's go to the book of Galatians. And you're familiar with this scripture. You guys are familiar with this scripture. But this morning, let this come into the uh, revelation. What is it that this scripture in Galatians is actually talking about? Galatians is sometimes a book that is a little bit tricky for me to find. Just to be uh, honest with you guys. Awesome. Say he Bible said that he will find a wife, find a good thing. Hello. Say, I gotta help here, baby. Galatians 2 and verses uh, 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ live in me. Rest here. Take a deep breath, guys. Because this is here is why we see the void of power in Christians' life. And they don't teach us in the church of North America. Everybody talking about angels and, and, and all that type of stuff. Okay, they don't really teach us in the, in the churches in North America. It's are you living your best life now? Hello, those type of lessons. Do you see the power flowing with the best life now? No, nope. no power flowing. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, yet not the flesh, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. It's talking about the spirit life inside of you. And the spirit life only comes out when the old man is being put under. When the flesh is ruling, this power don't flow through you. And that's why we end up now speaking words. We really have the desire to um evangelize and sometimes the desire for things to happen but god is not confirming it with signs wonders and miracles because the the flesh is too much in the game you have to allow the lord to take you through this process before that power begin to flow to you, through us in that in those dimensions that's what it's actually saying here Jesus put it best in John 12, 24. Let's go to John 12. John 12, 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Why is it that the Lord is actually talking about corn? He's not using it as a, um, an analogy to show us the revelation that would allow the spirit life to flow through us. Verily, verily, I say, except a corn of wheat. This is the Lord speaking. You know? So he's basically saying, unless you die to self, I don't care how much you cry. I don't care how much you fast. I don't care how much you study the Bible. Even if you burn your body, we're not gonna, this point is gonna come through you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. You're by yourself, not with God. But if it die, it bringeth forth much 
fruit. Once this process of death is taking place inside of you, the power of God will flow through you. Colossians 3, 1, 2, 3. Colossians 3, uh, 1 to 3. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Seek the things that are above. Talking about a relationship with God, talking about your position in the kingdom, and what God is actually asking you to do. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, but you're alive. So how come you're dead? Talking about the old man. The way for this to happen is to be dead. Allow the process of death to happen in your flesh. And your, your flesh is criminal for the world. And Jesus put his body under and paid the price when he went to that cross and took the beating and then went under the earth, putting his body under, showing us how to do it. Not allowing the carnal man, the, the, the flesh to take over in our case. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. This here, that's why you see when the this process of death really begins to happen in you, you cannot even be offended. It, it, you know, even if you have a, an instance of, of offense, you'll get over it very quick. When people speak words um, against you and your flesh is dead, who cares? Right? You can get over every single insult. I mean, can uh, I don't know how Christians can be insulted by words of men. It's actually, when when you're dead, you're dead. Do you, I mean, no matter what happened, you ever seen a, a person run up to a, a coffin and, and speaking to a dead man in there? That's the process that is supposed to actually happen. You know? The flesh don't really have no relevance. That's what they did in the book of Acts. That's why the, the, the power of God flows through them. You don't have any life now. And the only thing you pray on top of it, the only thing you pray is, the will of God you you say Lord what do you want me to pray about that's why sometimes I'm going to pray uh, last time the Lord was uh, sending me to pray for a person that seemed as if he was dying I didn't ask the Lord if I should pray for, for him to get healed I said Lord why are you sending me there I don't assume that God wants to heal him and the Lord showed me prepare him for his um, burial there is something that he needs to ask God for forgiveness for and to uh, actually forgive others. And we did that. And in a, in a while he was gone. The Holy Spirit has to tell you and reveal to you. The minute myself and Kim begin to minister from our minds, it's, we can say goodbye to the ministry. The, the, the Holy Spirit will not be around. We submit everything. Every time we're talking to one of you guys or anybody else, we are, we are saying, Lord, we, come, we give you this um, meeting in advance and we open it up, Holy Spirit, that you might do whatever you have purpose in your own. Because we don't have, if, even if the Lord did great things yesterday, we still need him more today. We never got get to a point where we think that we know anything or we can minister to people without that this power and the, and the Holy Spirit there. And for that to happen, we have to be dead. We can't be living a life um, contrary and we have to be willing do the things that God is asking us to do. That is how this thing works. And we'll touch in the last scripture. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 4 and verses uh, 12. It's the word of God that actually that's actually saying this. You know, and I'm making sure that I go over not just one instance in the Bible where it says this, but a few. 2 Corinthians 4 and verses 12 very quick scripture so then death worketh in us but life in you you see that so then death worketh in us but life in you meaning the death of the flesh even though you're alive you're constantly putting the flesh man under that the life force of god might come out of you and work in others 
we cannot police God's power. The soul can't police God's power. So God, the technology that he uses is to call you and then take, like we always use the example of Moses being in uh, Egypt and God took Moses out of Egypt and then extract Egypt out of Moses. And it's the same thing that God does now. Because the old man, the old nature, the Adamic man, and the experiences and everything that we have been doing has wired us in such a way. God has to put those extra, renew our minds and take those, those things out. We don't have any desires for the things of the world anymore. On this Resurrection Sunday, if we just come here again and do a, a historic reflection of what Jesus did, and then we just go back to what we were doing, the power that did not flow yesterday will not flow tomorrow either. And I know, I see, I, I've been talking to some folks here and they are like hungry for the power of God. And I thank God that they are willing also to put their body under. I thank God that they're fighting the good fight of faith. I thank God that they're not um, expecting it always to be convenient. And they're not jumping out of the slow rolls oven that God is putting them in because that's how it works. That's what the Lord did with me also. He pulled me out of the work world and parked me in my house for two and a half years and I just stayed there prayed and read the word prayed and read the word I watch a lot of things I listen to a lot of sermons I read a lot of books and just drained everything out of me that was affiliated with the world I had no desire for the things of the world anymore and I and and I thank God for that time and as I did that and I now begin to speak and to pray, I saw the, the Lord begin to answer. And then we be, we're, we're witnessing to people, praying for people, they begin to get miracles also. This is for the now, and this is the way that you come into this power. So I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, this morning as your people hear this word, Oh Lord, we thank you, oh God, for the grace, for your patience and your long suffering towards us. And I thank you, Lord, that you're in this season, oh God, that you are indeed touching your people, oh God, that you are indeed calling a remnant army and you're teaching them the things that they need to learn. You're teaching us all, oh Lord God, the understanding that is necessary for us to accomplish your divine purpose and will on our life. We give you honor, we give you praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for opening up our eyes today. Lord, I thank you, oh God, for each and every person that is here this morning. At the sound of my voice, oh Lord, as you give me words to speak, let those words be spirit and life. Oh God Almighty, that it might affect change inside it with their faith and their walk with you and bring them into the fullness of the book of Acts, O oh Lord Jesus. The fullness of the transition of coming into the spirit man, the spirit life flowing through us all. I thank you for the price that you paid for us. And I thank you, God Almighty, that when you come out of that grave, you did not rose up on your own, but you raised us up also and transported us back to the arm of the Father. And it is from that position that we are here on the earth today. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. We give you thanks this morning. We lift you up and honor you, O oh God Almighty. And as we go forth, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, on this earth, let it be, O oh Lord, for each and every person that is here, that the life that they live might bring honor and praise to you, O oh Lord God, that we might bear fruit for your kingdom. And I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, as your people go forth now, with a refreshed mind concerning what you accomplished for us on that day. Let your power flow through them as they pray for others, O oh Lord God. Let signs, wonders, and miracles happen through their ministry, through, the, through their evangelism, O oh God. Huh. Empower them, O oh Lord God, and let your word be richly dwell in them to speak to others, O oh Father, in Jesus' mighty name, that we might take the harvest. Yes, Lord. Let this lesson father in jesus mighty name we pray that souls will come out of this lesson 
this empowerment, this impartation. Yes, Lord, let that fire that was on the early apostles, let it burn in us today, Father, in Jesus' name, as we go into the workspaces, as we go into the malls, as we talk with our neighbors, as we walk on our streets, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, let a boldness be on your people, oh God Almighty, that they might pray, that they might speak. And let power flow, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Let them have the boldness to lay hands on the sick and call for those things are not, oh God, that they might come to life in, in your mighty name, Lord Jesus. Empower your people, embolden your people, and strengthen them, oh God Almighty. And allow them, Lord, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, impart faith, the substance that, that comes from heaven. Impart it to them today, we pray, oh Lord God. That, that they might believe you for miracles in their personal lives also. That they might be, believe you for miracles, oh God, of healings. I release the healing power of God now over each and every person at the sound of my voice. And I command every sickness to disperse out of their bodies now in Jesus' mighty name. That power, oh God, that same power that pulled you up out of that grave, oh God, flows through each and everybody now in Jesus' mighty name. Each and every person that is here right now that is having a financial issue, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we speak, oh God, over their finances and we command supernatural miracles of financial breakthrough by the authority of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord God, that you are the God of the now, of the now, of the now. And I thank you that there is a performance of your power now, oh God, to, to look into each and every situation and every circumstance in every person that is on this service now, oh Lord God, and bring change and transformation and newness, oh God. Bring healing, oh Lord, to every broken relationship, oh God. And I release now your peace, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. I release your peace over your people now, over their minds, their will and their emotions. And I release your peace, oh Father, in Jesus' name, over every household that is here now. The peace that surpasses understanding encompasses every area of their home right now. Receive it now in Jesus' mighty name. And I pray, oh, Lord God, that in the next few days, oh, Lord, coming days and weeks, oh, Lord Jesus, that you would encounter your people, Lord God. Encounter them and speak to them, oh, Lord. Quicken today, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, their spiritual eyes and ears and speak to them in dreams and visions and, and other ways, oh, Lord God, that they might hear you, oh, God. Yes, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for your ministry. We thank you, Lord God. We praise you. We worship you this morning. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for your cross. Yes, Lord Jesus. We give you the praise. We give you the thanks. Father, in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.